0: everyone, welcome back to our favorite things podcast and also welcome to our favorite reads It's your girl, Mofi, down today for this episode of uh, our favorite and with me is my co-host, Tiasa. Hey guys,
1: what's up?
0: Yeah, so wow. folks, um, on this episode we are, so our favorite reads to, to give people that don't know what it is, it's a summer-ish mm-hmm. series where... We pick uh, a number of books for the, over the summer and we read it and kind of talk about it on the podcast in a book, book club style uh, way. Mm-hmm. And uh, this summer we have covered um, Queenie by Candice Carter-Williams and Things Fall Apart. Yeah, yeah, I guess Things Fall Apart. Wow, this summer is so long. And Things Fall Apart yeah. is the second book that we're covering and we've done a part one. So if you haven't checked that out... Uh, go on our feed and I'll plug where you can find us, but go on our feed and, and check that out and listen to part one and then come back and listen to part two of the episode. Mm -hmm. You can find that on Twitter or Instagram. We are at our faith pods and on, I guess, wherever you find your podcast, iTunes Mm -hmm. podcast, um, Google play, Um. um, and other places you can find us there. We are at our favorite things podcast. Um, yeah so i guess i guess we're going to get right yeah. into it um in, in the first mm-hmm. so kind of Jessica, can you
1: recap what we talked about in the first episode wow y'all she didn't tell me it was going to be like <laughs> she put me on the spot um okay well i actually remember oh. in the first part we kind of just did an overview of how we both got into things fall apart um or slash like getting into, like, reading African literature. We talked about a couple of the themes that came up. So thinking of, like, evil spir- spirituality, um, colonialism, and just, like, the ratio of traditional religions. We started to talk a little bit about, um some characters in the book which then we're going to continue now. Um, talked about the end of the book and what we thought Chino Achibe was doing with um having Okunko commit suicide and what that meant. Um uh, yeah. yeah. I think I did a good job. Yeah, it's anyway. Well okay. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's pretty much all we covered. I want us to start from the piece of, of storytelling because I don't know, that's mm. just why I feel like I feel like starting with so in in things fall mm-hmm. apart, Okunko uh, or I guess Chino Achebe used a lot of stories and told a lot of stories mm-hmm. um, in the book. Uh, what did you think of this? I guess how did you uh, interpret it or or process it uh, in the book? Oh,
1: sorry. You yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love stories like I and I love that feel of like kind of using stories to to, like, teach a lesson or to, like, talk about, like, a broader a, a broader subject, but, like, you know, bringing it down to the level of, I, I think one of the, sto- the story, stories was how the torto- torto- tortoise <clears> tortoise <throat> cracked his yeah. back Um and that's a story that, I don't know if you, you heard it, yes. it, but that's a story that we grew of up course. with in Nigeria, and I don't know if Chino Achebe coined it, he may have, or he it would be interesting to find out. That was the first thing I thought when reading the book, and that was one of the stories. But I loved it, and I also think it was another way to inject, I'm just using that word for lack of a better word, culture and Mm -hmm. tradition, and specifically, you know, like, yeah. It was just, I think it was a great way to showcase, I'm not going to specifically say Igbo, because I don't know if they were all, like, like, specific to Igbo culture, but I think it was a great way to kind of keep that, thread of nigerian culture going through the book i absolutely love
0: this um did you did, did you think the stories connected to the themes in the book or in i guess in the parts oh, in which that's they were a telling? good
1: mm, that's a good question um i'm i'm going to say yes even though right now I, i'm specifically i'm not remembering but i feel like they were very strategically mm-hmm. placed
0: i would yeah. assume so but like yeah. my yeah i i, I don't recall it as well but I also maybe just yeah. didn't really make those connections. I I really, yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed the stories as well. It was very just like nostalgic because I vividly remember yeah. my uncles in my grandparents' house like telling us these stories and being so excited every time you hear it because of how mm-hmm. like dramatic they would tell it and, and they they, were, like, yeah. And if like just the, the, the climax of of the stories and, and those parts where you just know what's going to happen, um, but you're so <laughs> excited to hear it. Um, yeah, it yeah. was just it was really really nice, and especially that Thursday story. Yeah. I, I it's one that I remember <laughs> so clearly. So I was very excited to read yeah. it. and remember it.
1: Like wow. Same. I was I was smiling through reading it because uh, you know cause you know what's going to happen. We've heard the story so many times, but um, yeah, it was it mm-hmm. was good. The show again i love that idea. yes
0: so is there do you, do you have any other thing on on stories and proverbs i think proverbs is also another thing that um okonkwo and chima Chippa really uh used in in things fall apart as well
1: yeah, my thing about the my thing about the proverbs, um, which I I kind of wish I wrote some of them down because they were actually pretty like some of them were quite profound, but it was interesting how they were used in conversation. Mm-hmm. I think there was a point in the book where Okonkwo and um his friend, what's his friend's name? I can't remember. It also starts with Oh, Oh man. Okay, they they were having a conversation, and I saw like half of it was in Proverbs, like, one person will say one, and the other person will respond, so, like, I even think that that's so, that's so Mm -hmm. beautiful to see, in the sense that, like, they understand what their messages are conveying without necessarily saying, like, literal, Mm -hmm. you know, literal words to me, literal Mm -hmm. meanings, or whatever, yeah, it, yeah, I think I actually think that's incredible. What a skill I know. <laughs> to be able to converse in proverbs. Uh,
0: and proverbs are very much yeah. part of our cultures as well. Like a lot of mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. your parents tell you. Like I know I know a lot of proverbs I've heard or proverbs that my parents do use to to pass on messages. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And my grandparents, everybody. Um, so it, so in many ways, as you, kind of as you were saying, it's still very it's injecting um, the culture into into this novel and. Yeah. Um, I think I was reading somewhere about how things fall apart was one of those first novels that was very like, th- like, this is us as as African people as Igbo people, um, mm. just just writing so purely yeah. about the culture and f- yeah yeah
1: yeah, and I think that that was mm-hmm. intentional by Chino Achebe. I mean, obviously, yes. you know, I I I kind of liken it to the way people are like today where they for example, with travel, where people go to certain places in Africa, and they're like, they want to show you the Africa that the world does all, that you don't get to see on your TV screens, and I'm going to kind of draw a parallel to the same thing with um, Chinua Achebe's Things, Things Fall Apart, is that you can tell when somebody's writing about a place that they are from that like that is embedded in them right It's so much more diverse than anything that somebody who just like walks in is not from there will ever put out like people are like people are represented as intelligent people are represented as complex as like i don't know i yeah it's 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 not it's not the portrayal that you see you know like versus something like. I don't know how Africa was portrayed in Heart of Darkness, for example, by John Conrad. Mm-hmm. It's, or just any other like colonial entity or or individual. It was all, they're savages, mm-hmm. they don't know any better, they don't know they're left from their rights, so we have to come here and tame them. And yeah, I think this book was very good at, being, at showing that, yo, that's not the case, yeah. man. Like, we're thriving.
0: Mm-hmm. We had our own ways of government, we had our ways of doing things, we had mm-hmm. our ways of, mm-hmm. of death and all and,
1: and all the things and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i'll of, of even sorry of even like explaining things right As you, i don't know if you remember the the conversation that um one of the elders was having with one of the missionaries and how they were trying to do it it was one of the nicer missionaries who actually who actually I guess cared about what the people thought about mm-hmm. him. And they were talking about God and the other was like, Yeah, like Chuku, hmm Like that's h- how we we just kind of we we interact with this in it with Chuku in a different yeah. way, you know? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the mm-hmm. point. You know, and why do we have to do it your way? So I don't know, I think I think there's a lot that yeah, there's a lot in this book that just Chinua Achebe, Achebe's message was not yeah. lost in this book. I, I think he did a very good job of passing on the messages he wanted
0: mm-hmm. to. I don't know if we actually talked about this on, in part one, but I wanted when you had said that people are intelligent or blah, blah, blah. Um, I, was, I was thinking about Chinua Achebe's uh, father and and mm-hmm. I guess almost this notion in the book that uh, there are people that are born doomed and, and they're kind of just like, that's their fate. And maybe in many mm. ways, uh, Okonkwo was trying to fight so much. Uh, did we talk about this? Against already? His.
1: We didn't talk about yeah. this, and if we did, bear with us. But well, we, I honestly don't think we talked okay. about this.
0: And and, and uh, what's his face? Okonkwo was kind of trying to really fight against that, and in many ways, um, his child, I think. Um, he would say his child is kind of like his dad. I, think, uh, I have to go and look look for his name. Yeah, um,
1: do not remember his dad's
0: name? But yeah, I guess I guess what what did you think of this or so the portrayal of his dad even in the book? Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it, it was. I mean, his dad so- just sounded like one of those people who just he wanted to live life kind of just. <laughs> carefree you know but you can't do that like the community is not really set up for that you need to work you need to go to the farms you need to get yams like otherwise i mean you can't just get anything done so in some ways i think kind of like ike mefuna, not ike is that they just didn't fit in because there's just a structure of the way things are done and it's hard to go out of that and still be successful yeah. like and you Mm -hmm. can see it in Okunkwo, like, how he defined success. He defined it very strictly by the cultural Mm -hmm. standards, by moving up in certain, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was chieftaincy, like, moving up certain levels, having so-so-so number of yams, having so-so-so number of Mm -hmm. wives. So there were these very rigid um, parameters for what was considered successful, and I think that they just didn't fit in. And, of course, whatever does not fit in becomes... um, I guess you're an outcast, yeah. and yeah, yes, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was interesting to see what's, what kind of person is being painted as an outcast, and it's interesting to see how I think that that was an accurate critique of Nigerian culture, even till today, you know, now more things are being acceptable, like, dropping out of school to do music, mm-hmm. to do art, like, what does that? How is my money going to pay for that? And then how are you going to make money to take care yeah. of me? Like, it's all about how can... Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I
0: found it interesting that, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that they kind of started, even, like, not they, I guess, you know, but things for a part started with Okonkwo talking about his father and, and who his mm-hmm. father was, um mm-hmm. and and all the characters of his of his father and um in many ways I guess considering how like the patriarchal society a lot a lot of these communities are that's a defining factor and and you, and if and kind of yeah. to draw like a parallel when you think of masculinity or toxic masculinity it's mm-hmm. like the man cannot like if I don't know it's just it's, yeah. it's just. I don't know. Well, I, I, it, for me, it was just it was it was really telling, and um, yeah, maybe just think about that It loved, And you can and you yeah, can see I've that because it. at the end of the day, it's still it's it's still very sexist. Like when you think of toxic masculinity, it still goes on the tenants of being sexist. So this man was like nothing to them because he just wasn't living up mm-hmm. to those standards. And then to mm-hmm. connect it to Umoye, like his dad, it came. Kunkwa would always say. He's like his father and and in many ways he's Mm -hmm. also saying we should be a woman. So it's just like all of the things Mm -hmm. um just connect and you're like, This is us just all a problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I and 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 yeah, and I very much again like I think that was, you know, intentional, you know, try representing the different ways. The, well, the way that masculinity was represented, I think, again, is another accurate, is very accurate of and very telling uh, of Nigerian society. That like, hey, you can paint a picture today, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing, it's the same thing. Yeah. So okay, this dude was ahead of his times. So well, well th- no. or not? We, we just know he was ahead of his times. So
0: you. He- the times have Yeah, been the times are still the times and, and in many ways we look to our to the ancestors, to the people that have come before us for knowledge because the world just gets replicated yeah. in, in, in the same ways over and yeah. over again. Um, the world yeah. changes here and there. But again, in Nigerian community, we're still like in, in the times. That's another thing. Like, nothing is getting mm-hmm. like, it's just mm-hmm. the same
1: times. <laughs> ah. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a shame? Um... It's, it's crazy, it's crazy.
0: I was going to also bring up um, Ikemefuna, so we haven't really talked about him and 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 their whole dynamic. So Ikemefuna was essentially brought from the brought to Okonkwo's house.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, I forget why though. Sure, he he like somebody like another village like killed. Somebody committed... Some other neighboring tribe mm, committed the yes. crime. And they had to take the man's son and, like, he's a virgin from the tribe. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how Kimifuna came into <laughs> Gokosuke. Right. Basically. What did
0: you... I guess, what did you think of their relationship or his presence in their house?
1: It was... I feel... Hmm, I feel like it was... It was an opportunity for... I guess it was an t- opportunity to provide contrast in terms of the children with, like, mm. with Oh That's one of the things, and that, that was probably not the main reason he was written. But it was also an interesting way to look at the way that, like, Okunko, like, he would feel things. Like, he, he clearly, like, loved him. You say that he loved him, but he would never mm-hmm. show it. He would, because that was apparently not, like, manly or whatnot. And, And I wonder how much that had to play, how much that played a uh, part in him actually being the one to, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. kill him.
0: Wow, that was so wild. Um, That was so wild. I was so shook. I was not expecting that.
1: It's like, toxic masculinity to the max because i mean even one of his even okunko's friend was like i'm not even going to go on Mm -hmm. this mission not to talk of being the one to pull the trigger and he i don't know if it was him or an elder that warned Okonko like you can't be the one to Mm -hmm. kill this boy and i don't even understand okunko with all the love in his heart he was like now i still have to prove that i'm a man i'm not a woman Mm -hmm. i'm not weak that is i mean that is yeah and again
0: kind of connecting it to this whole Okunkwo's dad thing like I wonder how much he no no I wonder like it's clear it was clearly in the book that he's like I do not want to be a man like my father so I have to prove all of these things and it's just ridiculous
1: yeah it's ridiculous, and, I mean, that's not eventually what killed him, but I just wonder what kind of life he would have had. I mean, that's the reason he was in exile, mm-hmm. right? Because he, I think that's the reason, because he killed like so, so, like, are there no, like, what lengths will you not go to, to be, just be represented as strong? Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, if, if this is a way, kind of taking it to the extreme, like, Okunka was killing Funa. I wonder if that's taking like, the representation of like masculinity no. to an extreme, but it was, yeah, blew my mind. I don't know. I was just...
0: <laughs> I was kind of reading somewhere, I don't know if this person was just reaching, but I was reading somewhere vaguely, so I don't even know if I can like go too deep into the person's point. But, um, they were saying how um, this piece of Okonkou killing Ikemefuna is kind of similar to... Who took their son to it uh,
1: Moses? Isaac and. Was it Moses? Moses? Yeah. Oh shit, yes. I was gonna
0: say Moses, but I was like, mm, I don't trust my Bible knowledge. I
1: mean, I took CRQ, <laughs> it was Moses now. <laughs>
0: So anyways, the Christian uh, story of the guy that had to go and um, sacrifice his child. And somebody was saying that there was there was some sort of parallel in those two things. And I'm like, mm,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Um, Moses was like, I'm going to do anything for mm-hmm. God. Ok- Okunko was like, I just... How can I not be the one? He didn't even have to kill him. Like, he literally did not have to be the one to do it. He made the decision to do it. He didn't even have right. to do. Excuse me, they didn't tell him, take Ikimefuna to the forest and kill yeah. him. But
0: he received a message, or there was a message that said, this boy had to be killed
1: today. Eh, uh, but... Okojo didn't have to yeah. be the one to do it. He just felt he has to be the one to do it. So I'm sorry, I'm not putting his responsibility on any on anyone else. But I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Yeah, like is there another side to it? Because you know, you someone else might be like, "Oh, let me be the one to do it." My Game of Thrones fans, you know, like Ned Stark was always like, "You have to, you should always be the one to like throw the sword," like kills. Kill somebody, behead somebody, and you shouldn't leave it to someone else to do it because it shows that you're a man wow. or whatever. So I, I don't know. if There are other things, you know. It's just more. It's better if you do it.
0: Well, I don't it's know it's done. You. It's done. I can't really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's some wild stuff. Um, I guess we should talk about um, isima. I had we had we done this in the mm. first part already or not?
1: Yeah, we talked we talked quite um okay. extensively about isima, but I don't know if yeah if there was anything else we wanted to talk
0: mm-hmm. about. It was, I guess it was just more in relation to how her how her being a woman was just really focused on by Concor, but also that she shouldn't have been a woman, she should have been a boy,
1: and... Anyway, she was neither. she she like, uh, Ezima is an my so...
0: Exactly. I don't
1: know why y'all are, y'all, y'all are playing games with her. Exactly. All oh, this boy girl, you're trying, she's an
0: abanji, she... <laughs> It's so true, though, but these kind of things still happen. Like, like... I guess characteristics yes, yes, or, yes. or
1: or attitudes mm-hmm, that are supposed mm-hmm. that are supposedly more male or more female, more male or more female, and it's, it's so interesting. Uh, this is just a little bit kind of left field, but it's just so interesting how we we put those characteristics there, but people think women are born that way or men are born yeah. that way. I we don't have to go too in depth to that, but I mean, yeah, it's dumb. We created them and we reinforce. We reinforce those gender norms by our behaviors. I don't know why people are like, oh, she's a woman. She's meant to be like them. And so, like, I don't even understand. <laughs> there was once a time where I didn't know either, so it's fine. Just...
0: Yeah. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you know? Like... But now I know, so I can't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's like, that's my biggest thing. I'm like, you understand the concept of constructs. The same people that have constructed these things were the same people that can deconstruct it. Um, I was mm-hmm. just reading that in Bangladesh in, I guess in their marriage laws or something before
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, a woman had to, had to say if she was a virgin and that was, and that was okay. part, of, part of the law. And recently, I guess now they've removed that from, from the clause so she doesn't have to um say can you imagine like mind blowing shit but the point <laughs> being that it's people that are taking this out of the law as yeah. well yeah it's
1: possible exactly so it is possible it is so possible but the problem is that the systems you, you all have created serve a certain group of people so how the heck is it going to be those same people who overturn those systems it needs. I mean, maybe it doesn't need to be, but they're the ones are fine.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Um. <laughs> not oh well, but yes. Um. I think I have only like a few things left to bring mm-hmm. up. One of the things I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about was just the, I guess, the perception of and like animals and nature and and how that was very much written into the book, and it wasn't just mm-hmm. as um. Kind of like as an addition or like in a fake, we care about the planet or the animals type of way. It's like we
1: exist with animals. With them. Like it's, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a part, like it's, again, it's just a part of culture.
0: Yeah. I th- I think there yeah. was a time that the locusts were I forget what what exactly was happening in the book but there was a time where the locusts were just kind of swarming down and that was like an indication, of of something which no I he doesn't remember.
1: Okay, so I don't remember what it was an indication of, but what, that is one of my favorite parts yeah. of the book, because people were first of all I thought it was like a sign of doom or something, but people were happy because the next day then they had all these locusts mm-hmm. to eat, and I'm like. Come through sustainability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, I, I really like that. Oh, I forgot no, about that. No, it's so true.
0: It's so true. And in many ways, like, things... And I've, I've told you this before, but it's kind of like one day I had this epiphany. Because when you even termed it as mm-hmm. sustainability, it's like things that a lot of indigenous communities have been doing for years and billions of years mm-hmm. that that was mm-hmm. the way of being... Not because mm-hmm. we had to, like, fix things, but that was just, like, like, like we existed in that way. And then people came mm-hmm. and fucked shit up. And now, when people mm-hmm. do things, it's termed as, wow, look it's at termed, this thing we're yeah. doing for this thing. It's like, do you, like, can you see, Can like, can we see how, like, warped this thing is? It's because, like, people, <laughs> the same people that mess shit up are the same people that come up with, okay, we found out, like... We solutions. found our solutions and you yeah. ignore all of the indigenous communities that have been fighting and continue to fight and 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 ensure mm-hmm. that our planet is is like is sustainable i guess but mm-hmm. i don't know this is just my my rant yeah. that
1: no it blows so my curious. mind it's like people knew how to people knew how to fish people knew how to you know eat meat and like and make sure that there's still there's meat to continue eating like I don't know it was just like everything was done. I'm going to use sustainably again because I guess in modern yeah, yeah. term, the modern term. But yeah, it's like you don't fish so that you're not no longer going to have fish in the in the mm-hmm. ocean. Like they understood these patterns and uh, it's so interesting. You're right now everything is packaged, you know, and even packaged to be trying to sell back to the to yeah. the African communities yeah. that. Y'all took their means of being able to live this way, away from them. So, now they gotta buy expensive solar panels.
0: How say? How? (laughs) Tell me. I I can't compute. Tell me freaking how. It just, it blows my mind. But, Mm -hmm. that's kind Mm of me. Ouchy,
1: Natche, but you have us talking about solar panels, but nice. (laughs) Nice Yeah, but Tanya,
0: but it's so true. It's like...
1: Anyways, mixed.
0: yeah, it yeah. just yeah. Um, I think for me at least, that's everything that 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 I have.
1: Okay. I have a question for you, um, and it's it's based off of a quote I think I've seen from Chinachi before. Uh, is it Chibe? Man, I hate when I don't have my facts straight. But basically, <laughs> movie's like always. When do you ever yeah. know what you're talking about? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, it was basically talking about. Um, Not translating, you know, when you're writing. So, uh, like, a lot of the Igbo in Things Fall Apart is not translated, right? And the point is that, like, this is my language and this is what I'm going to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, write in. And if you have a problem with it, get out. However, he wrote the entire book in English. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. I, I guess I'm I'm curious as to if you think that that was intentional because he could have probably written the book in Igbo and had it translated, mm. but was there, you know, something behind writing the book in English?
0: Um, I guess without doing too much research on this, I, I think, I mean, first of all, wasn't things fall apart a, a response to all of the books or most of the books that were written about uh, the continents during, like, after... That's
1: a good point. ...people
0: came to Africa mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think in many ways, mm-hmm. he was trying to write to a non-African, I guess, or non ego only audience um, to counteract yeah. uh, the narrative that's already being there. And, and in many right. ways, and I know people talk about this a lot, but in many ways, literature, even till now, but also back then, especially mm-hmm. literature that was coming out of Nigeria Africa... It was a way to. It was a way to express. It was a way to put our voices mm-hmm. out there in the literary sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a way, of, especially for writers like Chinua Achebe, it was a way to capture history and capture what was mm-hmm. happening. So it may, I, th- I think they were in English for that for that sole purpose because it was not just for yeah. for this audience. It was to be. It was to be projected globally, and English, sadly, is, is the language uh, for that. So that would be my. Yeah. That would be my yeah. thing.
1: That makes, that that makes sense. That makes sense. So that, yeah, I was curious, even while I was reading the book, I'm like, hmm, you could have just written it in Igbo, but yeah, that, that Yeah, I'm sense.
0: sure there are books he wrote in Igbo.
1: Yeah, and also, like, you know, I, I mean, besides the obvious, the fact that Nigerians were colonized and so we speak English, mm-hmm. besides that obvious fact, guys, I didn't forget it, I was just thinking of deeper, yeah. <laughs> deeper things, yeah. <laughs> Well, like um we speak English why wouldn't you write a book
0: in english yeah yeah I quite I, I quite like when they, when people just write even if they even when they try to like infuse uh other languages um it's nice to know what they're saying but it's also it's 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 all about it's intuitive like you either pick it up or you can't and yes, then that's also fun you do I actually don't really uh, like when fine. authors and I've read some books uh by Nigerian authors which is the difference because I've read some books that they tried to explain But you know that the true, like, (laughs) the the content is not to just put our stories out there and and it's like we want these people to understand, like, come on, think in our brains. So even, like, how they translate some of the things, like, some of the terms, you're like, come on. You're like—is like, nah. this what it really is? You're like—you just know that yes. book is not for you. But with books, that and kind of when you think of Chinua but you think of people like Toni Morrison. You know that yes, they're writing for a global audience, but they're writing for people like them that would understand what they're yeah. saying. That anybody else can yeah. catch up. And 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 I definitely value yes. that a lot.
1: I really do. I really do. I I mean, yeah, like you said, it's one thing to understand, but like. Hmm, the one you understand, understand, you understand. They want, you know, it's intentional. Uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Do you understand any bullshit. the first time I read it, I think I asked somebody to translate some things. But that's because I was so, like, I was just so interested. I'm like, what's this word? I don't know. I need to find yeah. it out. So. I don't understand. If you're also, if you're also inclined, <laughs> go Google. Make some Google. Do your Google. <laughs> Ask your friend because you have one. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: um i think if there's any other thing
1: no that was my like question last question okay. or my end the episode question
0: okay if you're like yeah. if you haven't pick up uh, things for our i know some people stay listening to a podcast and then deciding if they should read books read the books <laughs> come on <laughs> pick up pick up
1: y'all supposed to read the book first then it's this is not
0: like okay should i be reading this book or not um read it tell us what you think um share your thoughts ask questions uh, debate some of the things we've said all of the stuff uh mm-hmm. please please engage we are on twitter at our faith pods and instagram so feel free to chat on any of those platforms I wanted to quickly mm-hmm. plug that our next book is A Stranger's Pose by Emmanuel Duma. Um, I <laughs> guess I coached me uh-huh. before we I'm sorry, recording the episode. Um, that's the last book that we're going to be reading for this series, and we'll probably be talking about, we'll probably have the episode up sometime in mid-September, I'm guessing. Um, yes. So, pick yeah. that book up now, uh, read along <laughs> with us, and, uh, Maybe send us some questions as well or your thoughts on social media, and then we'll talk about it in September. Yeah.
1: And
0: yeah, is there anything else I should be plugging?
1: Um, no. No, You can check out
0: all the other things we do. We have highlights episode as well, so check that out and yeah. check out the ones we've done already. Um, yeah, and we and don't forget to rate, review, review subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find. Your favorite podcast, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and all the other things. TSA where can people find you? Yeah,
1: uh, y'all can find me on Twitter um, and Instagram at t i i e s e. I'm also I also run a travel blog, SameFootprints Cool.
0: Like you guys can find me on Twitter. I'm at Miss and you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Book Collection. Until next time, I'm to get spicy.